regulators. We regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. You gotta be handy with the steal, if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. Regulators! Mount up! Greetings, Grandstanders! Welcome to another fantastic edition of Grandstand Podcasts. Today we are back. Uh, it's been it's been a while. We're we're going to the every three week format now um, because because of, of commitments and engagements uh, and and you know making sure we we, we stay on point. But anyways, uh, uh, before we do all that and we talk about what we're going to get into for today's episode, let me introduce my partner in crime. Uh, the professor checking in from the future, as he always says to me via text. Uh, how are you today, professor? Good, good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm uh, really excited to be doing this episode today. One second. Why are people, why are people talking? <laughs> nice. Um, did you say why are people talking? Yeah, there's people in the background. It's like I'm at a sports bar here. There's people, there's games being watched and people talking and et cetera, et cetera. Can you hear that? Yeah, you don't have the red light on? Apparently not. Or they're just not, oh, they're not respecting the rules, huh? <laughs> How appropriate. Today, today, uh, today we are going to be talking about the Arbiter, the most oddest of all sports fans. Professor, who is that? The referee. Think about it. There, this, this, this person is in a profession, in a career, that is all for the service or at the service of of being the arbiter, of being the ref, of being the judge, um, so that all of us can enjoy uh, a fluid interaction on the field or in the on the court. Uh, and and they're so committed to the game that they don't even root for a team. They have to be completely impartial, right? Yeah. And what, that's that's a very that's a very unique kind of dedication or love or commitment to a to a sport, where sports require you to take sides and root and compete. And here these guys are totally choosing to omit, uh, you know, omit them or, or yeah, omit themselves from that experience to just be the arbiters of the experience. It's a very unique way of being a fan of something, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about. The, the, the oddest of all fans, the, the ref, uh, the umpire. Uh, before we get into the episode, I want to also introduce uh, our guest today. Um, today's guest, so, so, so the, the, the professor very, very wisely pointed out um, that like maybe what we should have is, is a teacher uh, to come and talk to us as we get into this idea of the judge or of the arbiter and how important it would be to to kind of like, because teachers are, in a way, they're kind of like, they, they kind of have to keep control and keep order, right? So uh, I thought, well, I'll bring my friend Tim Tipton, who is not only a teacher, but also a fan of the spectating spectacle. So without further ado, I guess, my friend, a teacher, sports fan, grandstand listener, Tim Tipton, how are you? Oh, I'm very, very good. I'm appreciative to have this opportunity to uh, chat with you all. So tell me how many years you're actually in the classroom. Uh, I was in the classroom four years as a, as a teacher. Since then, I've been in classroom supporting special ed for, let's see, since uh, 
so about 13 years now. Thank you for being here, Tim. I'm uh, really excited to get into this conversation. Do you know about how rest got started in soccer? The two captains were the ones that decided whether something was a foul or something was out. They, they, kind of, they were the ones that enforced the rules. But because it became too time-consuming and very distracting for those guys to be you know, on point with playing their game and then also uh, being the refs, to basically refereeing or, or keeping, keeping tabs, they decided they would each bring their own ref, and then those two guys would 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 duke it out. <laughs> would duke it out when it was time to to just make a decision, and then finally, when those guys couldn't figure it out, they would go to a guy who was essentially the arbiter, the 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 ref, the umpire, who would decide uh, what the final decision was. So that's kind of how it got started. So um, pretty interesting, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Makes me think of um, how when we play informally, like when we play street ball without the ref, uh, how, you know, how we do have to self-ref a game with, with the actual players, which um, it can work, but um, it can be chaotic. And yeah, and, and, and it, you, you always kind of need somebody there who is going to give you an arbiter or a impartial perspective on, on what's happening. And you know what I thought was interesting I learned this week was um one of the one of the best ways to combat bullying oh. is is by actually having the students themselves moderate and regulate the bullying cuz something about the the peer pressure coming from the actual from the actual peers to the bully and then also from the person being bullied like if it's moderated by their peers it's more effective than when an adult is doing it isn't that interesting for sure does that make sense to you guys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Those those uh, taking away that control from that bully is uh, is, is 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 key. And so if they uh, if they fall, everyone else kind of puts their emphasis into uh, what they're going to do to 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 stop that that bully together. Then it that that definitely is uh, get the students involved. Yeah. But sports ha- sports have have bullies, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's and that's what I think a a, a ref is, is is that is that ultimately what it when it comes down to there's one the the disagreement about whether something was inside the line or outside the line or whether it went over the wall or not or whether it went through the uprights or whether it was a goal but but isn't there also an element of of watching and protecting against people who maybe are the bullies on the field isn't that an element of Refing and of being a, a a good classroom manager, is that is that, or am I just making shit up right now? I, I think that's great analogy. We have I, I try to think of some of the the players that that might come to mind. Uh, you, you you'd know better than I do, but I'm thinking to some. I, I ran. I first want to go to some of those like basketball players that are that are the bruisers, you know, that just mm-hmm. like they don't score many points, but they're the ones that are fouling everybody and packing them and 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 you know the 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 refs are their eyes are on those guys and like hey we got to make sure those guys play fair because they're the ones that are trying to push the boundaries and break the rules and 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 get do as much as they can to to get the upper hand of their team and and you know that's what bullies are doing too they're 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 trying to push the boundaries break the rules and get an upper hand they're trying to control some have some power uh over the others and and it's it's the bullies that the the teacher has to 
pay attention to and and sometimes those are the, the ones that help the rest of the group set the boundaries of what's what's what are the rules of the classroom yeah it's it's go ahead no say, yeah, you, you can't let them take over um that's why i think you know so a big a, a major similarity between teachers and and refs is that they're like they're a vital player in the you know in in, in the game whether it be so teachers are a vital player in society and, and refs in the game um but they're not appreciated in, in the way of like like one of the the one of the part of being a baseball fan you learn like to heckle the umpire like that's you know you learn to like you there is this like having an antagon like antagonistic view against the 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 ref or the umpire um but man i i think being a ref, so I was talking to bullies, I would be, I, I would, could never be a ref. Like, I, when I see what they do, I'm like, man, I would be so horrible at this because, um, especially bully players, like a, you know, like a Dennis Rodman type, they, they will try to intimidate the refs, you know? And so to, 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 to do that job, like, you have to, you have to have this toughness about you. And it's funny because when we look at them, like, on the field or on the court, uh, they look like little twerps. <laughs> but like, but like in real life, because they're surrounded by like professional, huge athletes. But like in when you look at a ref, like in you know just amongst normal like common folk, uh, they're usually like pretty well built and 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 they're athletic. Like they have to run back and forth, you know, or depending on the sport. Um, and they're like they're tough dudes. Like like an, an umpire in baseball who like has to sit there and and argue back and forth with a with a manager like um uh it's funny that we i don't know i it would, am i wrong in like that we kind of see them kind of like like as dweebs but um yes but they're like they're a lot tougher than i could be uh yelling at like these big athletes well that right. sounds similar to the way uh society might look at teachers uh, right. you know <laughs> not dweebs but definitely sometimes you, we they lose, we lose, we don't get the respect we deserve mm-hmm. that's for sure yep you, you mentioned a couple things yes i i do yes dweebs twerps uh, I, I def obviously i don't feel that way about teachers but yes i do see the symbol of the ref as 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 you know part of the enculturation of being a grandstander or being a sports fan is is talking shit to the ref, right? Especially yeah. when, especially when that ref makes a call that you don't like and goes against your team, right? Um, and yes, yes, refs have to be in excellent shape, and they are tough. It, it's it's um it's not only physically demanding, but like mentally. Can you imagine having to uh, not only be like, so basically you're 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 arbiting, you're call, you're 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 making calls in like these split second decisions. For the most part, especially when you watch a replay on super slow motion, you're like, damn, when you see that call get made or when you see that like that that safe call that is like so close and then they get it right uh, or they or they get it wrong. And you think, like, what could, could I possibly ever get to such a, a place and be so sharp that I'd be able to distinguish that, make a decision in, in seconds? Right. Um, that's got to be exhausting, right? Super exhausting. And and. And not only do you have these these big players uh, in your face yelling at you, want like some, looking like they want to punch you, but then you have like thousands of people all, all like right. who hate you. Yes, the mental strength that you have to have to do that is, um, yeah, pretty admirable. 
it's it's a uh, it's it. The more and more I I peel back the layers of this, the more and more I I'm thankful for refs, and just what a that's. I would say it's one of the hardest jobs you could probably ever do, like they say about teaching, right? Yeah. So uh, I was, you know, they say, uh, or, or, or something that is commonly uttered is that a great ref or an official um, who, who, who is doing their job in, in, a, in, a, in a seamless manner or in a way that is, is effective, then, then you forget that they're there, right? That's when you know the ref is doing an excellent job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when the ref is not being a protagonist, so to speak, mm-hmm. and then when a ref, this happens well, for me, the, the where I see it is it happens a lot in, in soccer where a ref starts to become too much of – he tries to enforce things or he tries to to, to basically in, in an attempt to regulate something, over-regulates and then creates chaos on the field and then you start getting fights and it gets – you know, it basically ruins the game, right? But when, when, the, when the game goes on without the ref having to step in, so to speak – and you forget that the ref is there, then that's when supposedly a ref is doing a good job. How do you see that happen in the classroom, Tipton? Well, you know, I, I, I keep thinking when we when you brought up uh, this topic of, of a teacher as a ref, uh, it kind of reminded me why I got out of teaching. You know, now I'm a now I'm a consultant in classrooms. I go into classrooms as a special ed you know consultant. But my years mm-hmm. as a teacher. Uh, I wore I wore so many hats uh, as a as a teacher, you know, and and one thing one thing I was thinking is like I kind of thought of putting on a ref hat at one point, you know, and 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 then hey, you know, that's that you broke the rules. There's consequences. Let's let's uh, make that happen. And then I think of all the different hats that I that I wear uh, uh, as a as a coach as well. Put on the team cap, you know, and being on the same team as the as the students and saying, hey, let's 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 make this happen. Then I think of the other kids. I feel like I'm their dad. You know, it's like I got to teach them some how to be, respect others and treat other people, you know. And so it's uh, it's a, there's a lot of different uh, uh, caps and hats you wear as a teacher. So uh, I'm going to try to stay focused on the referee hat that would that teachers mm-hmm. have to. But but and, but the but I think your point is that that if I if I don't have to put on that ref hat very often, then that would be ideal, wouldn't it? Uh, if I can if I can leave my coaching hat on, uh, my teachers just being a good old teaching them you know information and getting making them more knowledgeable all day long, and no one even sees me put on my ref cap uh, because things are smooth and and uh, that there's 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 everyone's doing that you know on tasks they're they're following the the plan of the class they're 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 everything's just going so well that they they feel wow there's there's no there there's no ref here these kids are uh are 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 self-sustaining it's a, it's it kind of reminds me of you know when you have your own kids too you know people go wow you're your kids are so well behaved. You don't have to do anything, you know. <laughs> and you're like, well, there's been some refing. There's been, trust me, there. It doesn't happen in front of you all the time. <laughs> but there's been some consequences coming down. Trust me, when it's different. So yeah, so so yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's ideally uh, that's that's the best way to make it happen. Sarah, my 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 uh, my wife who is a wonderful mother, says, let's do the work now so we don't have to do it later, right? Kind of like, 
instead of it's so, so sometimes it's it's easier to to avoid avoid being the the, the parent in a situation or, or being the being the ref right um and and postpone it but then eventually you're gonna have to deal with whatever that behavior is or whatever that situation is right and then that that control that 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 seemingly like wow your kids so well behave it's because of all the refing right um so so there's all this work on the on the on the on the front end i guess it would be Uh to to make sure that when that when when your your child's in a social environment or whatever that you've kind of done the work and therefore you know do the work now as opposed to doing it later uh, and that helps maintain that seamless thing that we're talking about. But professor, uh, what is that about on the field or in the classroom to you? What do you think, what contributes to a ref becoming, let's just say for right now, let's say uh, invisible or not there to create this, this seemingly fluid experience for all of us as the spectators and, and then as the players, what, what, what goes into that professor? Why do you think that, how does that happen? Hmm. Oh, well, to me, this reminds me of another another player we can throw into this is the police officer, and, right? And and the to your question, I think how do you achieve that is you have to the the it's the rules that are set in place that play a big big part in this, or or just general expectations, and so teachers remind me a lot of cops because they're both they're put in this position to enforce. Uh, conformity to people who like have valid reasons to not want to conform. Like there's there's rational reasons why people sell like do drugs and sell drugs, and there's rational you can say even natural reasons why kids like would rather run and play than sit in a classroom and learn <laughs> geography. Um, but but the role of the police officer and the teacher is to enforce these rules that are beyond them, like that are that are set by 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 you know whether it be uh, politicians or administrators, whatever it may be, um, and that puts that puts them in a really shitty place. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like that's such a huge part yeah. of of that of that of that creating that fluidity of that of that of that seamless interaction is having a clear expectation, right? Like with everything, right? Not just yep. whether in the classroom or out in society or what, what are the rules? What are the, not only what are the rules, but what is the expectation, right? Um, yep. Isn't that maybe, is, is maybe that's what a ref is doing? What, what's, what's the expectation with regard to what, and I'm thinking right now, I'm thinking of a, of a soccer field, right? And I'm sure the same, maybe, I'm sure this happens also in, in basketball, but on a soccer field, there's, there's, a, there's typically the captain, well, first of all, there's a guy, there's the enforcer, uh, which I think they also have in, in hockey, right? Uh, but in, in soccer, you have the enforcer, the guy who essentially is there to to go a little harder during the tackles, right? Um, to kind of to kind of keep the other the other team at at uh, at bay and kind of keep them like keep them honest, right? And that enforcer is obviously monitored by that ref because typically you know who the enforcer is, and then the captain is negotiating with the ref during the game you know you you know it, this happens also during baseball games you see when the when the when the batter goes up to hit you know they they have little these little conversations sometimes they're talking shit to each other right they're saying like blue your strike zone sucks in a very subtle way of course <laughs> and then the catcher is negotiating with the ump the entire time you know there there are stories of of umps that build a good rapport with the catcher and therefore they the pitcher ends up having an excellent outing because of that 
So this is like very important, right? This persuading and this negotiating and this convincing and this and this painting a a a, a, a representing yourself in a in a way that is going to endear you to this ref. Uh, so I feel like that plays into it, into the maybe that's something that goes unnoticed, but also the expectation being that if there is a ref that has this expectation of what play on the field is going to look like, taking all those factors into account, maybe that's what creates this fluidity what do you think and does that happen how does that work in the classroom tim yeah well i I like how you are talking about how even in a professional sport where the rules are so well defined i would think that that there's still negotiation going on on at least pushing some of the boundaries a little bit you know it's like hey if you're gonna call that one a strike for them, then, you know, call that for us too. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, so it's like, mm-hmm. I thought, I thought we had a strike zone. I thought that was part of, that was that, in the rule book. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, there's still, there's still that negotiation. And what's interesting about uh, that in the classroom is you were asking, how do you have a flu, you know, a seamless, uh-huh. seamless mm-hmm. sport, you know, how do you have a spe- seamless day, you know, uh, mm-hmm. of, of learning. And that's, and that's by, negotiating rules uh it, you you uh you know you, you start at the beginning of the year either presenting a set of rules here's the rule book because it, it uh uh and, and a rigid teacher would would say well you know here's the here are the school discipline policy here's my discipline policy uh this is what you'll do and this is the rule book and this is what we're all going to play by um but more uh, often, uh, and especially maybe with some of the younger students to get them the motivation there is, uh, is, is that it's, it's negotiated. The, the, the rules of the classroom that we all say, Hey, we all, we all want to have a great year. We all want to learn. We all want to, here's the goal. Uh, what, what are the rules of the classroom? And you sit there and you spend the first day of school or a week of school, you know, making up rules. And so it's interesting that even, and I, and I was thinking, Gosh, that must be very different than in a professional sport because it's like no, these these are been negotiated, but they've been negotiated right. a long time ago. Right. Uh, and but it's interesting that that still kind of happens throughout. And I think that's 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 the natural kind of uh, 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 you know. And I think the professor here could probably speak to this more than I can. But that's just the more what it means to be a part of a society and and where about the, it's hard to write rules that are you know even judges sitting there they you know they they have to interpret the laws and. And so it's 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 an interpretation of pushing boundaries. And so you say, okay, one of our rules is uh, you'll we'll be respectful of one of each of each other in the classroom, you know. But but what does that mean on a on a day to day basis? You're you're negotiating what that means every day. Mm-hmm. Have you ever lost control as a teacher? Have you had a rowdy classroom? Did you lose control? Did you say, damn, how do I get out of this one? Uh yeah oh yeah I my my the day day one. Day one, <laughs> no control. <laughs> it, it wasn't. It wasn't. I don't think it wasn't like necessarily losing control. It was never had control mm. t- type of thing. Mm. Uh, I walked. I walked in uh, to a, a, a kindergarten classroom classroom up in Oakland, wow. Cali- up in the Co- Oakland, California, and uh, I was a teacher before that uh, of English as a second language uh, in classrooms. But this was the first time that I, I, I was teaching public education here in, in the States. And um, 
And, and I walked into a, a class where I, they didn't have a teacher. Uh, they had subs for like a month and then I started Damn. and I started in October. So, uh, I, I, the, the, the one thing is I was team teaching and they, uh, and, so and, already uh, you're walking into a somewhat hostile environment because these poor children have not had uh, a teacher, right? They haven't had a teacher. They've they've uh, they've had uh, some uh, experience with a veteran teacher up there who had a very uh, poor classroom management style, where she uh, would yell at the kids, uh, turn her back, let them get out of hand because they, you know, she would leave them for 15 minutes so they can start fighting each other and pushing on each other and yelling at each other and, and, play, and having fun. And, and she'd turn around 15 minutes later and go, sit down. Mm. And, then, and then, so it was, it, it, you know, so and then I'm, and I, so I step into this going, okay, what am I going to do? You know, I, that's not going to be my style. Uh, you know, and so, uh, not no, so you know, it, it, I, I had, I, I definitely had no control there at the beginning. Uh, there was, I didn't know that I, all, all the steps of creating rules with the class, and 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 you know, I wasn't even in a teacher credentialing program yet. At that point, I was just starting a, you know, emergency teaching credential. You know, so it was, uh, it was a lot to learn. It was a steep learning curve. So tell me what ultimately helped, what turned the tide for you. Uh, professionally or personally that that allowed you to start having control or having a, a much more fluid approach what what did you learn or what did you what did you understand well you know take I want to you know knowing the the theme of your uh, podcast you know I, taking it back to the sports knowing the game you know you got to know the game <laughs> mm-hmm. you got you gotta you gotta know what's expect you know what what do I even expect these students to do you know yeah I know I, I get I get dropped a list of uh, of of standards that you know tell me hey by the end of this year these kids will do this uh, that you know the content kind of is the easy part you know uh, it's like okay they will do that but how do I what are the steps to even get there um, and so knowing the game, knowing, knowing the players, uh, you know, it's like, you know, when, when, when the ref comes in and they know there's a Dennis Rodman, as you mentioned, and he's going to go and he's going to push it and he's going to, he's going to play a, a different style of game that you're going to have to ref in a different way, uh, than someone that's a little more s- subtle in, in how they're like, you know, slapping the guy's hand to block a shot where, you know, the more are hitting their elbow, you know, more of a, more of a subtle way to, to, to foul, uh, you know, you got to so you got to know the players as well. So knowing these students, knowing their backgrounds, knowing where they're from, knowing who they are is, you know, as, as little people is is it helps, um, you know. So and then just and then the rules, you know, what are the rules, you know, so we got we have to we have to come up with some rules. And, 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 and in the end, just the same thing that makes uh, a good uh, uh, ref, you know, that is, is the consistency, whether the rules are good or bad. Uh, even if even if I'm bending the rules, I've got to bend them for everybody, and I got to bend them at the same time, and I got to bend them in the same way, you know. So, just that consistency is uh, is, is something you learn. So, so yeah, definitely uh, that 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 all helps. I think you hit on a bunch of really excellent points, mm-hmm. um, especially like you said, knowing knowing your knowing the game. I feel like uh, I read a, a, quite a few profiles of of different. Uh, Different refs of, of uh, across different sports, 
one of the things they do in the offseason is is study the rules like really get to understand the rules of their game and then and then you took it a little you took it a step further and you said you know knowing the players which i think is absolutely essential right you would think that'd be such a huge part of of managing the the activity on the pitch uh, if you know the personalities and how to interact with them right yeah yeah imagine uh, what that's maybe think about your last podcast uh, about the world baseball classic and and how mm-hmm. that might might have been a challenge for the different uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, umpires from all over the world, uh, you know, trying to, to, you know, the rules are the rules, but, but not, but, you know, knowing what to expect from a certain player, a certain, a certain Bach that, 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 mm-hmm. that, that, that in one league they could get away with in other leagues they can't. Yeah, so, right. yeah. Strike zones, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you know, teachers like refs, when they start out, they all have like second jobs. <laughs> <laughs> the secret life, have you ever heard of the secret life of teachers? And then, uh, there's also, and uh, now we should do secret life of refs too. Like, uh, all the moonlighting they do. Uh, I was talking to somebody leading up to this episode, how, uh, college refs, they all have, they all have second jobs. A lot of soccer referees have second jobs, but, um, it's just funny to think. I, I, I knew a ref, a college, a NCAA Division One college basketball coach or basketball ref who was also a rodeo announcer. That's so, awesome. Isn't that great? <laughs> hey, I, I have a question for, for Tim and I guess and, and for you too. Because um, right now that you're talking about the interaction with players, um, so of course like one of the, the you know, the, the essential – expectation of the ref is to be impartial and unbiased but we have like the, they are human right and so you and especially if they're you know you, you say you said they're the oddest uh sports fan and, and also you mm-hmm. can say probably the biggest sports fan maybe the most devout i would one. think you I, you think you would have to be the most devout yes right and so and if you are a devout sports fan i don't know it's really hard to imagine that you don't have like you, you did grow up in a city you know you probably did you probably did grow up rooting for a team um and so and you have to you know of course once you're in that in that position you have to set that aside um but you know how much can you really um and same same with teachers i you know you're you're supposed to be impartial you're supposed to be fair to all the students but surely you guys have had your students <laughs> your students that you just for whatever reason like they remind you whatever reason like you just love that kid or that kid who's like, God, I can't stand that fucking kid, <laughs> you know, and how you have to regulate that. Right. Right. Yep. For sure. I, I loved how you started that with uh, talking about the, the ref as a fan, you know, just <clears throat> wanting the game to, to be successful, you know, and be, mm-hmm. and, and, and being, having to be, you know, trying to keep it impartial. So, and, and I thought that, that, that was a great analogy for, for teaching, you know, it's like, that's, that's why, you know, you would want to be a, a, a an impartial teacher, you know, because you want to be a fan of, of education and have, you know, high expectations for all students. And uh, but we uh, I, I, you know, one 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 area uh, that's why it's, I'm enjoying this conversation, you know, is one area that uh, I learn a lot from in in education is from the area of sociology and and and, and the area of being biased. Uh, you know, what does that mean? Uh, being impartial, what does it mean? I mean, uh, we're, we're all, first of all, we're all human uh, not just we have a, a team we side for, but we all come with our own, 
uh, biases uh, in, in a lot of different ways. Uh, you know, but they're definitely there's the there's the there's the more obvious ones where it's like that kid is just annoying me. You know, it's like just kind of everything he says. You know, it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna have a uh, a harder time. You know, uh, dealing with uh, you know being showing that it's that I'm just that I'm that I'm just straightforward. I'm I'm being impartial. I'm just you know you know no judgment. Just kind of this is the rules. You know. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a lot harder with that student, but yeah, we, we, we all, I, you know, this is this is also where I was thinking, like, gosh, I, uh, you know, I will hope none of my students or or people that I work around me listen to this too much because I'm going to be giving my own opinions. But that's it's, uh, and that that might be the other secret life of a teacher. It's like, yeah, we don't we don't like all the kids. <laughs> 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 so so yeah so you gotta you gotta but but then there's there's and, and that and that and that gets into the area of uh of uh, that i would love to get into even more here that uh of how how do we uh, uh perceive our uh, what what do we see perceive as the best consequences and and how do we how do we react and and it's it, this the same thing uh with the police officers that you brought up manny of uh of there's a lot of talk in those two worlds. I think it's a great analogy because in those two worlds of, 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 of explicit bias versus implicit bias of, mm -hmm. of, of, of those police officers that are quick on the trigger, you know, you, you talk to them and you, and you, and you can be their best friend and, and, and not ever think of them as someone who makes a decision based on race or, or you, you never think of them as a, as a racist or, or, you know, as like, wow, why right. do you, why did he pull? Why did he pull that trigger? I mean, he has, you know, you know, but but with, with within him, through either through his upbringing or just through our media in general, there's that that implicit bias that 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 uh, uh, that you that you just you don't even know is within you that you that's that these 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 little immediate quick responses, and, and I think teachers are doing that all day long as well. So you know, if you have a, a, a some sort of uh, a, a preconceived or even unconscious bias towards a, a student that you don't even know exists, you're, you're obviously going to be treating that student differently. And it might not be over, over like make, you know, after you make a, a decision that's over time, but it's those short, those quick decisions that, that just like a referee's making all the time throughout a, uh, an intense three hour, you know, match or something like that. The teachers are doing that through, for six hours. They're making these these quick uh, decisions on on how to react to all sorts of behavior every day. So so that that definitely uh, it's a huge part of, of, of who we are and uh, and how we not just teach but how we govern and, and and I'd imagine it happens in the sports as well. Yeah, yeah, and it, but it's it's not talked about right, like because it is you know the 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 uh, uh, talking about implicit bias within policing is something that's especially most recently has been talked about a lot it's been talked about with within teaching um but yeah surely it has to exist amongst refs right like and whether it be of and of, uh, of course like like if you, there's a player who's just like mean like he's like mean to the ref <laughs> like that, will that go into the way he he makes calls against that player like in in future games uh it wouldn't be shocking um but then moreover yeah exactly the implicit like what if a ref, you know, and and I don't. I wonder. There might even be studies on that. Do like say white players get called less on 
There was a study. There was a study in the NBA or um, that that black players get get. It was kind of a interesting study because I think black black players are a huge majority in basketball. Is that is that a fair thing to say or yeah, assume? Seven, about seventy five percent, I think. Yeah, but they were um, the study. I, I want to say it was the NBA. They, there was a study that said that black players were were more disproportionately called uh, foul, fouls were called on them than other players, white players. Yeah, I mean, and could could implicit bias play a role in that? You know, right? Maybe, probably, right? You 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 mentioned humanity. Both of you, I think, were mentioning the, this idea of the refs or teachers or police people being uh, uh, human beings, after all. Uh, I wonder how much context plays into that too, right? Like, um, for the ref, uh, what if you hate the city that you're visiting that weekend, right? <laughs> what if you have certain biases towards people from Cincinnati, and now all of a sudden you're coaching or you're refing a game in Cincinnati, and you're like, you know what? You're gonna just give it to these people, maybe on a really subtle level, right? Um, or 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 you don't like a, a particular organization because you can't stand the owner or what that team represents. That's that's got to exist, right? I'd imagine. Well, what about what about those uh, cities that are throwing popcorn at the refs and they're right. yelling at them all the time? You know, I imagine. Yeah. I, I'd imagine. I wonder if uh, I, I've heard Philadelphia. I haven't got caught a game there yet, but uh, I heard uh, the, the Philadelphia they could give it to the the umps and the refs pretty good. Uh, I wonder how that uh, plays into how they they make calls against their team or not. <laughs> right. And because they are human, teachers like refs, and I, this is uh, you know I'm I'm on a I'm on a. I'm on a crusade to 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 temper and regulate the 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 overuse of data and metrics in sports, and then maybe possibly isn't that kind of what's happening everywhere, especially in our pedagogy? Like we're using data to drive kind of how we approach education because there's a there's a there's a quest to get things right, whether in sports by instant replay technology or in education using metrics, taste testing data getting rid of that humanity what what are what what are the effects of that are we looking at a world where eventually refs will no longer be on the field man i i hope not uh, but it does it seems possible right like um the same way it seems possible the, like the, at least seeing a major shift in the role of teachers um but um i guess it's, with, with refs um i can see like i see why why that would be appealing to some like yeah you know like you if if you can if technology can can um solve the issue of human error and and human and and like we're talking about um uh, human bias then why not then why not have a game regulated um by you know artificial intelligence um but I, th- I think the what what you end up miss losing is kind of what, what a lot of what what has, you guys have been talking about right now, which is um, a ref's role is is more than just you know uh, enforcing the rules and it and it is about emotion and it is about um, uh, reading emotion and and sometimes sometimes 
as a ref, you know, it's it's the better decision for the game to not enforce a certain rule at a yes. particular time. Yes. Um, and, you know, and, and, you know, what's funny is one thing that people, a, a type of ref we haven't talked about is, is like fake wrestling refs. And one thing that oh. people don't know about them, or most people don't know is, you know, because the 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 whole performance is predetermined they're they're not actually you know <laughs> they're not actually enforcing <laughs> you know the rule you know the, the the bad guys always cheat and like when the refs turned around or whatever right mm-hmm. um but the role of the ref is actually the more important role is they they're feeding messages to the to the wrestlers and they're telling them like uh, the the ref may feel the cr- is is feeling the crowd, and if and if they feel that the crowd is dead, they might he, the ref will be the one to tell the wrestlers like, hey, you guys speed it up, or, or you know what, or maybe slow it down or whatever by reading the crowd. Um, and I think refs in 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 legitimate sports kind of have to do the same thing. Sometimes you have to feel the crowd, and and that goes into whether you know how you're gonna enforce a call or not, and and if we displace them with technology I you know I don't know if I'd be able to do that well said professor well said I like that that example because I think you're right Tipton what do you think yeah what are, wow. we, what are we doing with all this data what are we doing with all this uh and you know it, it's almost like we're gonna have teachers and 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 refs as as facilitators and not so much as these uh these key players in in the like, like in, in this case, the, you know, the human element is helping to enhance the performance. But if you have a machine now that is kind of directing that, um, going to affect the outcome, right? Or what we see on the field, right? Or what yeah. we see in the classroom. Right. So, well, in the end, it's, it's going to go back to what, what, what our goal is of, of educating. You know, we, we, we're talking a lot about classroom management, you know, uh, and, but, Managing, we're managing them in order for them to be successful in, you know, in society and, and getting them ready for university or their college, their career, or whatever they're going to be doing. Uh, and and but there's there's that another type of classroom management that's the traditional type of it. Classroom management is you know I want you to I want want kids to be quiet and sit there and listen to me and do their work, you know, when I tell you, jump, when I tell you, jump, and, you know, do, do everything I'm asking you to do, you know, and so technology does that really well, you know, it's like, I, I, I've been in the classrooms where, you know, there's kids on computers all the whole time, and they're, they're just sitting there quietly riding in that computer, and they're just, they're, they're focused, it's like, wow, this is an, a, ideal classroom situation <laughs> that look how quiet it is and look how focused the students are They're they're playing like a little video game to learn some vocabulary words you know it's like oh isn't that isn't that great look how look how look how good that is you know and even our and then we're using data and then that's how data is how we kind of we need to use technology and we use the data to to uh to assess students more and more now it's like they're like you know, we're we're testing them on uh, on computers, and the computer reacts a little bit to how well they're doing, and makes the questions harder, and gives them some, makes it easier if they're struggling. You know, so it kind of makes some adaptations. Uh, so that we're 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 going that way, but at the same time, there's there's some positive uh, direction as well in, in education, in that uh, there's 
there's a, a new set of standards uh, that are less that realize that we're less uh, 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 about discrete uh, data. You know, it's not as much about re regurgitating facts anymore. You know, and that and that you can do with data. You know, mm -hmm. did did that kid know that? Uh, did was he a, did he know the capitals? Uh, did he? Uh, you know, does he know his, his, his mathematics uh, computations, you know, uh, that, that you can do. But there's a lot of there's a lot of expectations in education now that are about uh, higher order thinking. And, and that's the problem because that's a little harder to to keep data on. You know, it's like, for example, you know, we do a lot of uh, in my area, I focus on speech and language and communicate. And there's so there's goals in education for. For, for persuading, you know, given a good persuasive argument. There's, there's, there's collaborative conversations. There's, you know, having, you know, those are, these are part of our, our, our goals for kids because we know we're going to be working in, in, in groups. You're going to be, you're going to be on a team, you know, like a sports team. You're going to want to persuade. You're going to want to bring that, be a leader. You want to persuade people. You want to have a, like we're having now this collaborative conversation that someone could be grading us right now on this conversation, how, how well we bring each other's ideas into the conversation you know there's there's there are some metrics to do that there are ways to, to do that but but some people will also say sometimes it's a little subjective and so so I guess the the goal that I'm thinking in, in education at least is using multiple measures of, of of data you know so it's not just the the, the fact yes or no you did that but you're, you know you're we're describing how well we persuaded each other our arguments here today and 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 then a few different people kind of Maybe the students, you know, even kind of grade each other on how well they do that. And so, so you know, I, so I, I, I'm trying to take this back to the sports a little bit here. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like, as you said, you know, the data, the, the everything being controlled. I, I can't imagine a teacher uh, ever being completely replaced because these are, we, we, the goal of education is that we become uh, successful community members, you know, and, and and not successful uh, uh, members of, uh, of, of of cyberspace, but actual <laughs> Earth. So yeah, <laughs> but 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 schools are schools are a, a reflection of of the society. So if we do become just one big cyberspace, then um, then then maybe there won't there won't be a, a need for a a human uh, physical like traditional classroom. Sad day, sad day. <laughs> I agree. Sad day, and and I'm, I'm trying to draw. Uh, uh, I'm trying to come. Trying to compare these and and see draw the similarities. Um, and I hear you. I hear you say data in combination with other things can help us kind of calibrate and make enhance the, the teaching experience and the learning experience. And then also, of course, instant replay. Uh, can help enhance, uh, you know, the outcomes for, you know, for the sake of fairness. Professor, you and I will, are you still, uh, are you opposed, still uh, strongly opposed to instant replay? Do you still feel that way? Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm still, I'm not a big fan. Okay, I, I'm strongly 100% against instant replay. But um, it, what, what, how do you see this, this, this combination, say, of, of what could you live with, Professor, as far as a little instant replay and, and a little bit leaving it to, like you said, to the, to the referees to kind of temper and help with the, with the, uh, with the performance that, like that, that, uh, that, that referee in wrestling? 
can you live with a balance? Yeah, yeah, and I think, I mean, the way it exists now, um, I guess I'm okay with it, and especially like in 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 some sports, it's 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 quick. So it kind of goes back to like the whole seamlessness, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, in basketball, I've seen replay used, and it's just done really quickly. Like it it, it takes no more than like 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's like okay, all right. Like um, I I don't really notice it as much, and it's um, so that I think that's a, a a good balance. But when it becomes like like in the NFL, where instant replay becomes five ten minutes with commercial breaks and and just sitting around like that's where it just grinds my gears so so you're so the way it is now even though nfl kind of annoys you you're okay with it you're okay with the way it's done in baseball um yeah yeah like i'd rather i'd, I'd rather it just it didn't it didn't exist but you know uh where it's at now like okay i'm fine with it i, I think it's more of this concern of 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 it uh, intensifying as as time goes on. How do you think a person who so when somebody asks me if what I think about instant replay and what and 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 basically my only justification for not having it is that I am completely okay with whatever the outcome is. Yeah. And and there's an element of like if there's cheating then there's cheating. That's there's an element of of. Of of and the professor has really gotten me to to see the beauty in this, uh, and I think through wrestling I've become even more more uh, this this has endeared itself even more to me. This idea of whatever the outcome is, I accept it because sometimes it's going to go in my favor, and then other times it won't, and that's part of the spectating spectacle. But what do you what what argument can be made against what I'm saying now? As far as um, what would you say to me, or what do you think an argument may, can be like? What would you say to? I mean, do you do you believe in instant replay? Are you for it? Are you against it? Uh, you know, just this is just you know coming as as a fan. I I I, I want things. I, I want thing. I want to get it right. Um, I want. Uh, I I think it's it's important. Uh, uh, to the sport. Uh, when you hit it over the fence, you get you get you get that you get credit for that. Because mm-hmm. uh, that that's that's kind of the rule, the goal, you know, of the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I and so I think it's 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 about the importance. Does it matter? You know, and I think in in, in and so I, I would think maybe we don't. That's why we don't do we don't do a uh, uh, instant replay for uh, uh, for balls and strikes because they're you know it's like. Come on, it's 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 it's. it's <laughs> I mean, it's like we. Which, which, by the way, I mean, talk about technology. I watch a lot of baseball on TV, and they put that little strike zone uh, rectangle. Yeah. They those refs are good. Do you not think? Yeah. Like, I mean, ninety nine percent of the time, uh, I think they're making good calls. And so that's just. I think that 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 blows my mind more than anything else. I'm like, wow, when they put. And that you know what's there. more surreal about that? Have you ever tried to call balls and strikes from behind the plate? Right, with a TV, with, with a screen. There's a, yeah, there's a catcher in front of you, and you've got this thing on your face, right? To protect. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've I've called balls and strikes uh, plenty in little league games. It's, you know, there's no comparison between maybe even a high school game. That would be. I couldn't do that. But it's really hard. It's really hard to. to to make an assessment on the most existential of all things in rules and sports, I think is the strike zone. Like, cause really there's, 
that this argument is, is going to go on forever, right? There's a rule. It's like, what is it? Pits to knees. Um, but then, and then it has to be within the, the within the, 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 the framing of the plate. But, yeah. you know, that thing gets stretched and shrunk and, you know, it's, it's, yeah. Do, they, hey, do, do the guys on TV, do they, they put in a little formula based on the, on the, on the player's height when they, when they put that, little, that <laughs> rectangle up there? I'm assuming, right? You would I, think don't so. I don't know. I don't know. Do you know that? Do you know, professor? I, I don't know, but I, I would assume so too. And, um, but yeah, man, I mean. Yeah, and, and and there's guys who throw balls over 100 miles an hour. Yeah, <laughs> like, and, it's, and it's curving and knuckling. Yeah. And, but according to that, if, if if you use that one metric or that of of that rectangle, <laughs> whether that's accurate or not, I don't know. But they do. A, they're they're man. It's amazing how like that was just outside the that, and they called it a ball. I'm like, wow, that that was pretty good. But you you I think you make that's an excellent point, right? Like. Uh, maybe we we should be looking at this when it when we see that it becomes a, a real necessity, and yeah. and like you're saying, like for the most part, refs in sports do a really good job. Um, yeah, and I think the only time that we should that that we should start looking to instant replay um, should be when a, when when corruption in a sport becomes very evident, and. Mm-hmm. And as long as you don't see that, like as as long as you know the sports is a, has so far been, and there has been instances, but for the most part, it's been a pretty good controlled environment where um, everybody has the same goal of just wanting, you know. Of course, there's there's the opposing agendas of of each team wanting to win, but 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 I think deeper than that, everybody agrees that what they want is for the game to be stable and for the game to 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 remain pure. Um, and so, you know, as long as gambling doesn't get involved and, you know, to the point where the sport becomes corrupt enough, um, yeah, there's no, I don't, it's, there isn't enough reason. I don't think it justifies, uh, enough to, to have the instant replay. Hmm. Now you're making me think of, uh, teachers bubbling in test scores and stuff like that (laughs) of all the. Uh, the corruption of because uh, I, I, that was the one place I was going to take it to the little analogy with the uh, the schools and and being a teacher is you know we have how do we you know use if we're using technology I want and and I've talked about you know using different measures to 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 talk about how successful a student is uh, and I think uh, the professor brought that up too when you were saying you know it's like they're the the the, the ref is not just going on balls and strikes well usually they are in that in that kind of term but you know they're also they're all reading the crowd and they're you know are they are they, and it happens all the time in uh, in basketball and that's where i like to watch on tv you know they they let they they let teams play on or often they'll uh they'll they'll you know they see the crowd getting a little unruly or they see that they're getting a little these players are starting to fight they're, they'll start they'll start calling everything you know so definitely i think so that's the, the different measures they're using so so going back to uh you know the the the, the 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 technology I think of I think of uh, of uh, of the testing of like a high stakes testing being an analogy of kind of instant replays or it's just kind of like how important is it you know is it are we are we uh, you know giving this one test that's going to mean everything you know is it is it is it is it important how important is that you know and, and I guess a lot of us would say it's not that 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 test isn't important it's not that necessary and 
it's one it's one measure of 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 success and so whereas in baseball I, again i think you know the measures of success the measures are, are a little bit more defined because it's you you win you have the most points at the end of the game you know that's it is a very black and white uh uh outcome in sports where where in education we have black and we have some some unfortunately we have some black and white outcomes as well with a you know getting grades and what what was your SAT score and, and things like that? But uh, a lot of us would would like to uh, look at students in a more holistic way, and and it doesn't really happen, I guess, as much in sports. It's more about the final outcome. What's who has more points? Yeah. Yep. Damn, we've we've uh, hit some pretty good things here. I, I'm. Uh, we should we should send a copy of this to the major the four major sports <laughs> and use this uh, as part of their. Um, Part of their uh, annual uh, assessments of refs. Uh, professor, tell us about a very well-known wrestling referee in in Mexican lucha libre, right? Yeah. Tell tell us about this character. Um, yeah. Have Have you heard of him before, Tirantes? Yes. Yeah. He's um. He's just a funny. It, it's this is where the referee becomes a become, protagonist. Be, becomes it, yeah, or, or rather an, an antagonist because. Um, in, in this case, Tirantes is a—he's uh, a referee who who very obviously helps the bad guys win. You know, so he's a he's a corrupt ref, and the fans hate him, right? Like he's like the—he's probably the most hated heel in <laughs> in Mexican wrestling is, uh-huh. is the corrupt ref. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm sure—I mean, I'm sure you 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 would have a lot of thoughts on on this, but. It, Clearly, his role is he is, you know, he is the metaphor for a society riddled, like, drowning in corruption. Right. And I guess it kind of, it also relates to what we were just saying earlier, right? Like, until it gets to that point, you know, you can lay off on, 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 the, on the regulation. But, um, but, yeah, I just think that's such a, I, I think it's such a great, great commentary uh, to, to th- use the ref to show... The corruption that exists in in a country, especially when you're 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 supposedly hoping that in this case it's it's kind of the government who is the ultimate arbiter of of what's fair and not right, right. Or how it's going to how society will remain civil, and and then here it, here is this symbol, perfectly uh, matching in a metaphorical way of kind of the the. the, the Basically, we're looking to you to enforce and to regulate and to keep the order, but you're not doing that, right? And then this is what happens. The bad guys win, right? Right. There is this very, this tension between um, like wanting to be free and having to, you know, having to have regulation in order to be able to like, for us to like coexist. Um, And so the role of the objective ref is just it's it embodies that like very very crucial crucial part of society and if, and if it, and if it gets dirty um it, it it'll it'll ship, uh, sink the ship it breaks down yeah and you you can see it uh you can see it in all sports and in, in some ways more subtle than others but especially in in, in a soccer match when a ref is 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 not is not doing his or her job correctly or or to the best of his or her abilities it it changes not only the outcome of the of the game and like on a general level but just the 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 
the way the the way the game is 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 consumed too by the fans, by the spectators, by the players on the field. It, it they they essentially become the protagonist, and then all of a sudden now um, <laughs> the game is about the ref and and his his or her lack of of keeping the order that we're we're being witness to and not the performance, right? Yeah, I mean it, it could it could literally lead to to literally like could cause a riot. Yeah, it, and it has plenty yeah. of times. Uh-huh. Yeah, plenty of times. There's a thing that I, I so in in my field as an interpreter, I hear interpreters say all the time that the um, that the interpreter is invisible, right? You're supposed to be invisible, which is which I always disagree, uh, and I, I don't like it when people say that. So when I talk to interpreters or I I, 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 I lecture on the importance of the interpreter. One of the, I always use this uh, metaphor uh, at the end of, of, of my talk, and that is that interpreters, like teachers and like police officers, and I'm sure there's tons of other professions that do this, but interpreters are, are, are there to facilitate an interaction, right? Uh, communication across uh, languages and cultures. And to say that this person, the ref, is invisible, or to say that the interpreter is invisible, is I think is 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 not is not the correct way of of defining it or of explaining it because you're not invisible. You're you're clearly of very much an important part of the performance, right? Um, so therefore, you cannot you cannot say well the, the 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 ref is not there. The ref is there because every foul that's called. Every strike that's called—that's not being done invisibly. That's by a, a, an actively participating human being, you know, doing a very important role. And therefore, it's—it's it's not that we are invisible. It's when you don't see them or when you don't notice them, then you know they're doing their work. It's almost like seemingly working against the process, don't you think? The ref—it's like everybody's practicing to do this performance, and the ref is kind of. The, the love and the dedication and the empathy for this is, is almost like it's going against what that process is of the sport. And the ref is there to kind of, in a way, like they're not the actual performer on the field, but they're, they're, they're the enforcer. They're the, they're, they're the thing that kind of stops the game, but in a way it's counterintuitive, but at the way, at the same time they're working and doing this, even though it's against the process, they're helping to create this fluidity. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, well said. Like, right? Their 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 role is to is is to stop the game. Yet, yet it's also to yet it's also, also to keep the game fluid. Yeah, uh, to keep the game flowing. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's also the 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 role of the uh, teacher or the the ref is you know the or the interpreter or all those. Uh-huh. It's, it's so how 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 important it's the most important role it's like that's that's obviously we're saying that these are roles that have to happen and we need them but the ironic the irony is that you the it's such an important role what the the way you know it's important is if you don't know it's even happening right <laughs> <laughs> you like you forget it's even happening it's like wow what an important role they are as a facilitator it's like well right. i didn't even know there was a facilitator right because it just happened it seemed like it was you know just happened naturally well no it didn't happen naturally there was some interpretation going on there was some teaching going on there was someone keeping the order of the game but mm-hmm. you did but you didn't notice it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and all and all three of those it, it, interpreting also is is you know one day supposedly going to be taken over by computers 
Um, but I, I think the key thing here that we, we kind of keep coming back to is, is how important the human element is, right, for the, the helping to keep the flow and to, to make these really awesome entertaining, entertaining performances happen without this huge, important, very vital human being, uh, there would be no spectacle. So I'm, 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 I'm all out of things to ask and say, unless you guys have something to add. Well, I, I will say, um, if Tim, if you really want to see the, the importance of, a the, of a referee or of mm-hmm. an umpire, um, come out to our next family, uh, Soft, softball game <laughs> because we don't have an umpire and um i would say 75 percent of the game is spent literally arguing <laughs> you know and, and you and you know who's who's a big uh uh oh here we go you know who's a big reason why we spend so much time arguing <laughs> let, the, let me guess uh-huh. would, it, would it be our leader here uh, uh-huh. oh man surprise surprise whether you like it or not folks the the part of the spectacle involves trying to get one over on people when you're playing sports and that's i think you're you're, you 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 nailed it we we should be our game should be a case study in that professor (laughs) it it ends up being that ends up being the game we're playing it ends up we we stop playing softball and the the new game becomes who's who's the better persuader Exactly. <laughs> this made me think of something that uh, uh, at a family reunion, people were playing poker, and um, a, your your brother Bernie was sitting at the poker table, and 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 a young a child comes up to say, you know, what are you guys playing? Uh, and, and Bernie, like completely, completely deadpans, uh, he says, uh, cheating. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> I mean, did you just tell him you're playing cheating? He's like, yeah, that's what we're playing. We're playing cheating. It's like we're playing see who can like <laughs> who can who can cheat and get away. I'm like, I guess you're right. Yeah, you're playing cheating. Cheating. You know what? And that as I'm trying to keep my role here of bringing it back to the classroom. Mm-hmm. Very good. <laughs> yeah, Very good. It's, there's a lot. There's a lot of cheating going on. There's a lot of cheating going on. There's cheating going on at the uh, at the, at the <laughs> college level. That's for sure. My wife's at East University. <laughs> But I, I, you know, and I think back to my days as uh, as a student, and it kind of goes back to what Manny was saying about he kind of knows, kind of gets why kids do the things they do. It'd be hard to be an enforcer in a school. It's like I, I, sp- I probably spent most of my educational career trying to be one, one up, one up my teacher. You know, I'm gonna play their game, but I'm gonna see if I can just, you know, bend the rules a little bit for my own. You know, make, make it make it a little easier for me, make it get more out of it that I want to get out of it. You know, so. Yep, definitely. That's, uh, I guess, another life lesson there. Boom. Yeah, so uh, we're done. Thank you, Tipton. Yeah. And uh, so, so this, this episode, of course, is, is dedicated to, uh, to cheaters everywhere and to refs. <laughs> and and uh, get to work, cabrones. That's it. We're out. Thank you. The A is for my authority, which many players seem to question, thinking they're somehow going to make me change my mind. B is for babies, which a lot of managers cry like after a decision has not gone their way. C is for the continual criticism I receive from the touchline. Get back in your technical area. The D is for the dunderheads who seem to think we have a conspiracy against their particular team. 
A is for the eerie silence which echoes around the ground when I've booked a home team's player and it's obvious to everyone that he deserved it. F is the farce into which most games would descend if we weren't there. The G is for the gnarled face of someone who's on £90,000 a week and reckoned he should have had a throw-in. H is for handball, which has to be intentional, and very rarely is, if only people would study the rules more. I is for innocence, pleaded by many a doe-eyed defender after they've just scythed down that tricky winger. J is for jiu-jitsu, which I quite intend to display given a dark alley and some of the narky blurts I've encountered. K is for the kissing of the badge. How ridiculous that looks six months later when they're at another club. L is for lip reading, of which you don't have to be an expert to see how odious some people are. M is for the mistakes we sometimes make. Surely a bit of controversy is part of the game's appeal. The N. The N is for the numbskull who during the Boxing Day game asks me what else I got for Christmas besides my whistle. An afternoon with your wife, mate. The O is for offside, which many forwards tell me they simply could not have been. The P is for the penalty shootouts. Great drama and no pressure on me. The Q is the quiet word which I sometimes need to have with some of the more fiery participants. I usually choose the word pleat. R is for running backwards, a difficult skill which the pundits never seem to appreciate. S is for the suggestion that I should have shown a card of some sort to a player who's just been awarded a free kick. Sorry, I got all that wrong. The S again. Okay, the S. The S is the suggestion that I should show a card to an opponent by a player who's been awarded a free kick. He himself is more in danger of getting one for that. T is for the 21-man brawl, which is basically an embarrassing scene of pushing and shoving. U is for the umpire, which I sometimes wish I'd been instead. You never hear a cricket crowd chanting, who's the bastard in the hat? The V is for vitriol, vilification, vendetta and volley of verbal abuse. Some good bird noises there, boy. W is for Walter Pigeon, who's Mr Griffiths in How Green Was My Valley. I may have started to sound like during this song. Where was the light I thought to see in your eye? He says that to a young Hugh, played by Roddy McDowell. The X. The X represents the sarcastic kiss planted on my forehead by a swarthy Portuguese centre-half whom I just dismissed. The Y is for Yate, the kind of town that referees come from. And the Z. All the Z could be for Zidane, Zico, Zola, Zubi, Zaretta, Zoff, even Zondervan but is in fact for the zest with which we approach our work. Without this zest for the game, we wouldn't become refs, and without refs, well, zero. See also, Zatape, Zeus, Zeal Monochorum. Have a caravan there. Static, naturally. <laughs>